Hello, everyone. This is Zach at FF Chupa Batman. We're back again for another interview for Triple Play Fantasies Beyond Beyond the Analyst interview series. Today, I am joined by Kevin Coleman at the boys underscore 22 on Twitter. How's it going today, Kevin? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, excited to get on here and just talk a little bit about, I guess, not fantasy, right? Just uh, just an interview. Exactly. So if you guys are just tuning in now, we've had, uh, I want to say this is episode 21 or close to it. So go back and watch uh, or listen to the other interviews. But you're right, Kevin, we're not talking about fantasy today. We're talking about you. Uh, we want to go beyond the analyst. And uh, you put out a lot of great fantasy takes, but that's not what we're here for today. Uh, we want to get to know you a little bit. So for those of you who don't know Kevin, and you should, and you should be following him, uh, but he's an analyst for football guys. He's a co-host of the Devry Royale. And he's also a high school teacher. I believe you just finished your 10th year teaching high school. I did. Yeah. It makes me feel old every time you say 10 year. But yeah, I just finished 10th year uh, and I'm looking forward to the summer. That's for sure. That's, if it makes you feel better, I'm about to hit my 10 year anniversary at my job. So yeah, uh, we can feel old together. <laughs> we we definitely can. I got a lot more gray going on. I got a lot more stuff going on, but I, I'm. It, it was a long year. I'm glad to be done. I, I can imagine that. S- summer break. I did enjoy some time with the kids. Um so we're going to get right into it. Um, how did you first get into playing fantasy football? Man, I saw this question. I was thinking about like my first league. And, you know, to be honest, it was like it was in high school. Uh, me and my buddy just played fantasy. Like We had leagues together. It was like on ESPN. Um, I remember one of my first leagues uh, was with like Drew Bledsoe and all those guys when they were on the Cowboys. And I drafted like all Cowboys because I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and so and ever since then, it just kind of ballooned like literally it just starts in high school like I, we played all different fantasy leagues together all of our friends that were at the school and it is funny because like a lot of the kids that I, I teach they do the same thing now i didn't know that they and they these guys are degenerates now they play hockey football basketball they have a WNBA league and i started laughing at them it's like the same core group that's how i did it like i basically just had these core guys that we played with in high school and we just kind of played fantasy well, that's awesome. I think we probably started around the same time I was in high school as well. And I remember we didn't have apps yet. There was no smartphones like just no, when no, starting up. No. So like you had to go on your desktop or yeah. laptop. You had to go on a computer to make all of your, your wafer wire pickups and lineup we, changes. So completely different game now. We're in the same age pretty much. I mean, I know that we used to have like computer labs. Like we didn't have computers yep. in classes or anything like that. So you have computer labs. So like when we had computer lab time, that time was devoted to our fantasy team. Like during the fall, like we didn't go in there to type anything else. Like we were literally pulling up ESPN and trying to make sure that we could get our, our league set up. That's how we had to make waivers and all that kind of stuff. A hundred percent. I remember because I played my first league was like a like a neighborhood dad's league. And I was just yeah. the oldest kid in the neighborhood. So I was invited with my dad to play and they would get mad because I had like my first period was a computer lab, like a computer class. <laughs> yeah. And so I was the first one to hop on and, and pick up people that didn't clear waivers or did clear waivers um, just because that was the time of my class and they were all at work. And like I said, you didn't have a phone to pick up players. They, they're like, Oh, this isn't fair. I'm like, you can't complain about a kid in school literally making <laughs> so I still vi- vividly remember that it's been like 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, good times right there. And now that now you have a Chromebook everywhere, so now it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like I said, you just finished your tenth year of teaching. Do you think any of your teaching skills made it easier to be a fantasy football content creator? You know, the the only thing that I think of that it makes it easy is like you get a little bit more time off during the summer so you can do a little bit more content creation if you wanted to. Um, I think for me, like type A personality. So I'm a very type A 
person teacher wise like i'm very organized i'm very like hey these are the lessons like i have my lessons down like this is how it goes kind of with content creation too like i have a big board calendar of what i want to finish each day or what i'm looking to grab so i think those skills definitely translate pretty well in terms of like just being that type a but i'm not type a at home my wife always makes fun of me because like i'm very type a at work and like with fantasy but i'm very not type a at home like dishes and laundry and like my kids like it's more of like uh she's very type a but um th- those skills translate pretty well just being organized basically jordan do you feel like because you have to talk in front of a room to a bunch of students about all sorts of different subjects did that make it easier oh, yeah. to go on camera or was that still weird to be on camera um you know i remember my first ever like stream was like on my phone like i, I it was like old school because i didn't have a computer that could do it um i think it makes it easier i just talk in front of people all the time and, and being a coach and doing those type of things like nothing really um that doesn't concern me like streams and those things talking in front of people i've never been I'm afraid of. So yeah, that that's made it easier. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that 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 to me, um, I don't I don't get nervous like when I'm in front of a camera because I basically do this every single day for eight hours a day. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I guess kind of we talked about how you got into fantasy football, but what motivated you to become a content creator? Because I'm assuming as a teacher, obviously you're writing plenty and and doing all that, but now you're you're writing well, about fantasy football. It's funny, you know, motivated me was COVID and um, I got stuck at home and I didn't have anything to do. So, I mean, I was big on fantasy. John Bauer, who I think, you know, from Dynasty Theory, like I played in leagues with him. So I knew about the space. I wasn't really involved in the space. I just knew about it. I was kind of here. I created my first Twitter account when that happened. Like when COVID happened, I was just kind of hanging out at home. I was like, yeah, you know what? I could probably do this. And and so I just started kind of getting involved and essentially I just had the time to do it and then as it's kind of ballooned um and as i've got more opportunities i've had to figure out a way to like you know make sure i don't take away from my family and do those type of things but really without covid happening i would have never been in this space i would have known anybody i would have just probably kept teaching and coaching and doing all those things fair enough that makes sense and now one of your big passions in fantasy football kind of a a niche part of fantasy football is is debbie uh, Debbie Leagues. Can you give a kind of a brief overview of what Debbie is for those that may be listening that have no idea what I'm saying when I say Debbie? Yeah, Debbie is just it's it's a short for developmental league. And and all it is is that you can you can draft essentially you can draft college players on your NFL rosters and either in a separate draft or the same draft. And then you have them as like a as a triple A kind of Hey, you can trade them, you can use them, you can keep them on your roster when they go there. Um, it's a little bit more advanced just because it's fun to do. I mean, I, I would say it's not for everybody because not everybody loves college football. Um, but one round or two round, grabbing these guys and watching guys like like Zeke. Like I had Zeke early on in my Debbie League, one of my first Debbie Leagues I ever did. I drafted Zeke as a freshman or a sophomore or whatever one. Um, and I got to watch him grow into a great player. And then he got drafted by my favorite team. And it kind of hooked me into that like, man, like I love this thing. I love hit, the hit rates and all of that. So Debbie is essentially just, you know, you draft these college players and, and it adds another draft, which is fun. Uh, in, anytime you can draft more in fantasy, I think that's a that's a fun part, aspect of it. Um, and essentially you just try to do your best to try to Id- identify talent early. And then you can use them as trade assets, all that stuff. It gets a little bit more complicated if you want it to be. Um, but it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. So like you said, I kind of related to almost like the minor league system for baseball uh where yeah. they're not playing on your on your your main franchise if you will their your farm system and then once they are of of age or of eligibility you bring them on up to the the main squad 
Yeah. Awesome. So where'd that passion come from for, for Debbie? Cause it's, it's been around for a bit, but it, it's just now starting to gain popularity. I just love Scott Fish uh, and like what he did. And he's like the, the L, you know, like the creator of Debbie. So I already knew about it. And I also just love college football. So it's pretty easy for me. Like I've been a huge college football fan. I mean, the best game I ever watched, uh, you know, Texas versus USC in the national title game. Like I've been a big college football guy forever. And it kind of just puts my two loves, like college football fantasy together. Um, I love the strategy of it. I'm a big more on strategy of like, hey, you know, develop trying to figure out more than just redraft. Like I like redraft. I don't get me wrong, but I, I like the strategy aspect of it. Um, and I just love college football. I don't know who doesn't, I, I, I don't understand people that don't love college football. I get it, but I don't want to shame you. Like, I don't understand like college football is a great sport. Like I give me college football over baseball, basketball, all those sports. All, get, give me college football all day. No, that's fair. No, I loved college football uh, before college and when I was in college. And then honestly, when I came out of college, it was, I worked a lot of Saturdays, yeah. so it's just hard to watch a lot. And then uh, now with family and my wife, like I like to watch as much football as I can on Sunday. So I have to sacrifice a little bit. So I try to catch college when I can. And it's definitely nice to pay attention to those players as you get yourself ready for when they join yeah. the NFL. But um, yeah, no, I understand that sometimes it can be challenging to watch that much football, but very exciting when you can. <laughs> well, that's, so I know, hey, that's what helps me as a teacher. I got the weekends off. So like, and now the, the wife changes those things every once in a while. I, I usually have to, what I do is I schedule my weekends around like what big games are going on in college football. And I'll say, Hey, I'm going to watch college football on Saturday, but Sunday I'm all yours, babe. But and then if it switches, I'll, I'll pick up the highlights Saturday night on YouTube TV. I can record it. And then like, I do that, but definitely you got to make sure the wife's okay with it. You can't, you can't, you know, family comes first. There you go. It's all about preparation and balance. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then this offseason, uh, you joined up forces with some other great analysts to create the Debbie Royale. I just kind of want to give you some some time to talk about what what is that and uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, you know, the Debbie Royale, uh, you know, we started it last year, um, but this year we, we have a Patreon and uh, a Debbie Manifesto. And essentially what we did is, is in January, you know, you need to have a good Debbie resource if you're going to have drafts that early of what, what, what are the depth charts look like. So we actually went through all of the Power 5 schools and 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 anticipated depth charts every single team um we all and then we added on to it like outlooks and it looks really nice if you ever if you've seen previews of it if anybody ever wants to look at it i can show you it um and then on top of that we just keep adding content we have our rankings on our patreon we have uh a youtube channel with some guys that are doing videos for us and dynasty drive anthony corrente um and we have a podcast which has been doing really good these last few months um of just basically college football but we're not really like a niche debbie show like we really like the last from january to like april we just talked about rookies because that's who we've been talking about for so long um and we've known these guys for so long so we can kind of help you and give you guys an advantage um and now we're going through the 2023 class so your rookie picks out there that you have i know tons of people have 2023 picks we went through the quarterbacks and running backs already we're going wide receivers uh we record on tuesdays tuesday nights at 9 30 um and i think it's just a good resource just if you like college football but also if you like fantasy and you want to get it prepared um, and it's three bucks a month, like, you know, like, and that's not even, you know, charging with inflation nowadays. So like three bucks is, is cheap. Um, and you know, in reality, we're just trying to help people. Uh, we spend a lot of time on that right now. Christian's working on a usage rate for, uh, like colleges and, and it's taken him. I mean, he, he's sending us updates. Like, you know, it takes us a lot of time. We, we've poured our heart and soul into it and we update it regularly every month. Uh, so we give you guys something new, uh, and I think it's a good resource. No, it's a great product, and uh, not to get, I guess, into what we'll call the 
politics of, of college football with uh, the transfer portal, but yeah. the, is the transfer portal make it very exciting or just insane when it comes to trying to uh, <laughs> to follow all these Debbie players? Well, first of all, creating a manifesto with depth charts, it makes it a pain in the ass, Zach, because they always, they're moving everywhere. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've sent in the group chat, like I'm freaking done because these guys are killing me because uh, I've had to update it every time. I think it makes it exciting. I, I think that, you know, I love I love that it's trending more towards like the NFL model because these kids deserve it and they should get paid for what, what they what they deserve. Um, I think the transfer portal is interesting because I think it's the NFL free agency every year. And finally, in college football, that gives us content to talk about. All I really care about is content. And so if it gives me content, sure, I'll talk about it all day. I think it's great. I think these kids enacting that kind of leverage against the system that they didn't have for a long time. I'm all in. No, I agree. It- like you said, it, it definitely turns out the content and uh, very exciting to to follow everyone. And just kind of change gears a little bit. There's a lot of new content creators and lots of people thinking about starting. Uh, you're very supportive in the fantasy space. Do you have one piece of advice for for those people that are thinking about getting into content creation? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I get this question a lot. I get a lot of people that reach out and say, hey, do you have any advice? And, you know, I think there's two big things that I, I have found throughout my time. Like um, one is, you know, don't care about like getting likes or people like bigger, like the bigger analysts out there that are kind of float around fantasy Twitter every once in a while, like to like your stuff. Like that's not who you should be writing for or who content creation for or who it should be is just the average person who's too busy to do any of the research you can do. And you want to hope that they reach out to you and say, Hey, you know, I need help. Can you help me? And, and honestly, like that's where I've gotten now. I get too many messages. It's hard for me to respond to everybody now, but before I wasn't like that. And I, and I also, um, just pick something you're passionate about and do it. Like if you're really good at writing, go ahead and do it. I see a lot of people that say writing is the old way and you know, you don't need the writing, writing's out of vogue, basically go to get on TikTok, right. Or do these like other visual mediums. And I, and I think there's a, there's a spot for everything. Um, but if you're really good at writing, go write, like, and, and just find that passion where you're at, because you don't want to create content that you're not passionate about. Like if it's, if you're asked to do like, like I, I call it the cookie cutter, like five dynasty buys. Everybody does that. Now, if you're passionate about that, great. Like if you really are passionate about that, perfect. Um, but if you're not, it's hard to, you can read and you, you're, you're a fantasy content creator. You know when you're reading something that doesn't have passion behind it. Like you know when it's just like, oh, they got a deadline. They had to do this for our site and they just wanted to kind of put it in there. So always have like that passion behind what you what you create, but also like... <clears throat> um, also, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word for it. Make sure that you you understand like actionable content. Like I, I get a lot of people send me articles and I'll, and I'll read it and I'll say, okay, but what are you telling me to do? Because every consumer wants you to tell them what to do. But people are so afraid to tell people what to do because they don't want to be wrong that they just make these kind of like articles about, oh, you know, Kyler Murray is good at football. Well, great. What do I do with Kyler Murray? Like, what do you, should I trade him? What do you expect him? What is his projections? Like, you have to make yourself different. And if you don't make yourself different, then you're no better. I mean, anybody can be it. This, this is not like a hard thing to do like you could be a content creator but what do you what sets yourself apart so i think a lot of people get stuck at that kind of like they 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 get into the space and they are content creators but they never kind of 
get higher than that because they are they're afraid of that the actionable content which you're going to be wrong we're all going to be wrong in this space it's going to happen um but you have to back it up and i think that's that's the key create actionable content i think okay this is what you should do no that's great advice and i remember you you sharing that before and i've been trying to focus more on that on the this off season as well as uh just tell them what what to do and yeah. you got to own it process over results but um hey here's my research here's here's my conclusion here's what you should do and and research should take a while you know like mm-hmm. um i you know I, I write these things like i have uh two Tagovailoa so i love Tua. um football guys has these player profile profiles going out um and so I, i'm uh, that one's coming out for me like the next week i spent I'm not lying when I say I spent like a week just researching like, okay, how do I want to build this thing? Like building your article is so important. How you set it up should take the longest. Like research should take long, but like how to like format it should be the longest. Like, okay, how am I going to get to this point, to this point, this point? This is like that teacher in me too. Like, okay, this is my thesis. This is my, hey, this is how I'm coming. This is where I'm coming from. What am I going to fill in here? And I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes when you think of how like an article is going to turn out, after you do the research, you have to scrap it. I, I've, there's been plenty of articles that I've just deleted because, oh, it didn't work out. It's not, I'm not going to make a square peg fit in a circle, right? Like you can't do that. Um, but like my two article that's coming out this week, I spent like a week on it and I'm still editing it up until the point it gets released. Like, and I go back. A lot of my articles, I go back, I reread it, I, I'll add stuff because you can as long as you have access. It depends on the site you work for, but Football Guys is really great. Like they say, hey, go in and change it if as you update it, so that way you're not, you know, there, there's concepts. If there's draft strategy, go back and change. And um, I think that's important. You got to be just go back and make sure you 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 work, but understand like it should take you a long time to write an article. It should not take you sitting down for an hour and writing because anybody can do that, right? So what can separate you? I think that's the key. No, that's all great advice. And that was the last of my, uh, we'll call them serious questions. I have some uh, rapid fire questions if you're game. Yeah, let's go. All right. So we are both Dallas Cowboys fans. I had to wear my my Micah Parsons jersey uh, for this interview. Um, So I wanted to theme these all around the Cowboys. So you can give as much context as you would like. It can be one word if if you want, however you want to answer these questions. So who is your all-time favorite Cowboys player? Oh, this was a really hard one. Uh, you know what? And I was thinking about this, like, and, and everybody out there, if you're if you're listening and you're like an old school cowboy fan, no, this will not be an old school cowboy like part of this. Um, I'm gonna go to Marcus Ware, man. I, I loved Marcus Ware. He was one of my favorite players, uh, definitely growing up. Um, and he was a stud. I'm so glad he won a ring with Denver because he deserved it. We should have won him one here. Uh, but he was definitely one of my favorite players ever, ever, probably ever. No, it was a great choice. Um, I know going to the Masters is on your bucket list. So would you rather go to the Masters or watch the Dallas Cowboys play in the Super Bowl live? And money is not a factor. Oh, Dallas Cowboys live, baby. I, I want to go. And I, Masters is whatever to me. If I could watch the Cowboys play in a Super Bowl uh, that would, that would be great. I, I just want us to get there, but if we can get there and I could go I'll yeah, I'd do that all day. I had a feeling that'd be your answer, but you know, I yeah, had to put yeah. it out there. Uh, when there's a tough loss, I know you have to take a long walk around your neighborhood. That's your process. So what moment with the Cowboys has made you take the longest walk so far? <sighs> you, there's so many that I could have chose from here, uh, because it really it's, but it's the catch. It's Des Bryant and and the catch. Uh, I, 
or it could have been uh do you remember when the we gave Aaron Rodgers 35 seconds in the in the playoffs with Dak 2016 and he threw mm-hmm. that one pass both of those tore my soul out and of course it's Aaron Rodgers in both of those but the catch because I thought the year that we had that year that was our best team and I and I really think with Romo and Dez and those guys we could have run the Super Bowl had we beaten Green Bay in that in that game I, I really think we would have won the Super Bowl and I'll, I'll never forget just that was a freaking catch, man, and I it still pains me. But again, it was fourth and inches. You could have just ran the ball, and got a first down too. Like, there's so many things to go back and think about, like how that game played out. But oh gosh, just the catch. Yeah, those are definitely both of those both of those games. And then I would to uh, the Romo botched uh, yeah PAT with Seattle also came up there for me as kind of my time of of the Cowboys. Those three probably the most uh, painful. That one was bad. Um, I don't know if you remember Patrick Creighton's drop against the Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. t- yeah, that one, that was bad too. Uh, that was a heartbreaker. Uh, T.O. dropping in that same pass that year would be basically two go-in touchdowns. We would have won the damn thing, but ah, that was that was tough. Yeah, there's a lot of heartbreak <laughs> as Cowboys fans. A lot of heartbreak. <laughs> we'll try to be a little more positive on this next one. So who would, who would make up your Cowboys all-time team? So you get to do a one quarterback. One running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then a defensive player at any position. But I already know who you're to go with that defense. Well, Demarcus player. Ware will be my uh, de- defensive, uh, you know, uh, defensive player there. This was actually tough because I'm going to piss off all of like the um, all the old school people. Because what is your opinion on Troy Aikman? I hate Troy Aikman. Do you hate Troy Aikman or no? So I was really young during that time, like. But just as an hate- announcer, do you hate yeah. him as like? Because I can't oh, stand no. him. I don't mind them. Um, I'm also a company man now, so we're we're wow. technically coworkers. Uh, not not that that matters. No one's watching it from, from my company. <laughs> but but um, I don't know. No really announcer actually bothers me yeah. all that much. Like I'm either doing other stuff while I'm watching the game, or I kind of I can tune them out, or I enjoy some of them. So yeah, Troy Green doesn't bother me as an announcer. Um, and I really don't remember him that much as a player, though he was my first like ever uh, Cowboys jersey when I was a. A young lad. Yeah. So I can't pick. I can't pick Troy Aikman just because I'm not going to do it. I'm actually. I'm going to piss some people. I'm going to pick Tony Romo here because I grew up. I love Romo. Romo. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think that he's very underrated for what he was. I think he could have won a Super Bowl had he uh, had they caught you know the Dez or even like the botched you know. Uh, God, there's a lot of things that could have went our way there. Um, but I, I'm going to pick Tony just because that's my era. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, I and Aikman was overrated. I, I I'm not a big Aikman guy. Um, I'm going to go Emmett running back i don't feel like you can go anybody but emmett on, on that one um and then for wide receivers i think michael urban you have to pick because i just watched an old school film of his and the, i i mean i was alive when we won those super bowls but i was you know what seven or whatever i was six um and then for for the other wide receiver you know i loved i loved des des was one of my favorite players so I know that it's 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 blasphemous, but I'm putting Dez there just because I, I loved watching him play. And I can't I cannot put not Jason Witten. Jason Witten's my guy. He will always be my guy. Even though he kind of screwed us by coming back and doing those things. It was towards the end of his career, he looked pretty bad. But uh Jason Witten's I'll never forget that the game where he had the helmet fly off and the Eagles and he was running down the field before all the, you know, like the you know, brain injury stuff was going on. And uh, that was my favorite play of Jason Witten's career. Yeah, and honestly, no matter who you said for any of these positions, you're going to uh, upset some people and some people are going to be happy with you. So I thought you did great uh, with your team. Um, I would not I would not have picked him, but in his like very small peak window, Miles Austin 
was really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but he was way too short lived uh, to ever sniff the all time Cowboys list. But he was definitely fun in my era. Well, Kim Kardashian ruined Miles Austin's <laughs> career. Never forget. Freaking Kim Kardashian. <laughs> the Kardashians have ruined um, many yeah. <laughs> pro- pro- professional players. Careers. That's true. Uh, the list is long. That'd be a fun podcast episode. Uh, so uh, would you rather, this is our, our last one here. Would you rather have the Cowboys guaranteed to win at least a Super Bowl within the next decade, but you never win a fantasy football league during the next decade? Or the Cowboys never win a Super Bowl for the next decade, but you're guaranteed to win at least one of your fantasy football leagues every year for the next decade. No, I'll take a Cowboys Super Bowl over my fantasy life. I can, I can just, I can just get rid of all my leagues and just not play in them. But no, I, I think uh, I'll, I'll take a Cowboys Super Bowl. I just want one Super Bowl before I die. Like Cowboys, all you got need one Super Bowl. I, I really thought we were gonna get it, and now I'm getting, I'm pushing 33, 34. I'm getting a little nervous now, Cowboys. Like I, I just need one. If I can get one Super Bowl, I'd be okay with not winning ever in fantasy again. Yeah, no, definitely I would prefer this rule, but I mean, if you played your the odds right and you you did enough big money leagues, you won the right league. I mean, you could make a lot of you money could. for 10 years. You could. <laughs> you could. But you know what? There's something about Cowboys winning a Super Bowl that I think just matters a little bit more. Uh, could you imagine Twitter? <laughs> oh, I would love it. You, I would, I would lose so many followers because I would talk so much shit to everybody out there that always talks crap to Cowboys fans. Niner fans are the worst. I, I did not realize how bad Niner fans were until this year. Like, I did not know that they had this presence on social media. They they are just the craziest people. I thought it was Eagles fans. I thought it was the Commander fans. Like, no. Niner fans are the most toxic fan base. And I have friends that are Niner fans, so it's fine. I'm saying this. They are the most toxic-ass people. I would lose all of those followers because I, I would let them all have it. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a better way to, to end this and than uh, hyping up the Cowboys and just trashing the Niners. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. That's peak Cowboys right there. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I just want to give you a chance to kind of tell everyone where they can find you and then plug anything you have going on as well. Yeah, you can just uh, you can find me at Boys underscore 22 for the Cowboys. Uh, and uh, obviously, the Debbie Royale football guys, you can check out my work there. Um, and after that, you know, not too much this this summer, just doing some content, uh, just kind of hanging out with the kids. And I'm hoping to have a couple projects that I've been kind of putting on the back burner because I've been too busy to kind of throw out there. But uh, we'll see. But yeah, fi- find me on Twitter uh, or you can go over to football guys or the Debbie Royale. Awesome. Like I said, you guys are listening to Triple Play Fantasy. So if this is on YouTube, make sure you like the video, subscribe to our channel. We have so much great content coming out, whether it's baseball, basketball, talking about movies, football. We got it all. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe to us so you don't miss any great episodes. Uh, We have this show. We have the Tripwire podcast talking about dynasty content right now. We have the main football show going, getting you ready for the season coming up. So I don't want you to miss any of that great content. Go ahead and subscribe. It'd be even better if you leave a review. We appreciate it. Thanks again, Kevin, and everyone out there. Have a good one until the next one.